What is the core message of the Christian faith? What is the gospel according to Jesus? Well, we know from the historical records of Jesus' life that everywhere he went, he proclaimed basically the same message, the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God. You see, the core message of the Christian faith is not about how to get to heaven. It's about how Jesus is bringing heaven to earth and how we can be a part of it. You see, Jesus did not just come to rescue us, but also to recruit us. The gospel is not just about how I can be saved, but it's about how we are being saved together. How all creation is being redeemed, made whole. How everything that is wrong in the world is being made right through Christ and his body, the church. Hi, my name's Albert. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Whether you're a longtime follower of Jesus or just starting to explore Christianity, we are glad that you are here. The idea of the kingdom of God is absolutely central to our faith. It was for the Hebrew people uh, and for the early church, and it is for us as 21st century Christians. The kingdom of God is a description of the world as God intended it, where people are in right and loving relationship with God and with each other, and where God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, for Christians, the, the kingdom of God refers to the rule of Jesus Christ and the blessings and advantages that flow from living under Christ's rule. And uh, the kingdom of God also refers to the subjects of this kingdom, us, the, the church. Prior to Jesus, the Jewish people believed that the kingdom of God was something that was still to come. They were captivated by it. They, they longed for it, especially during times of hardship or uh, captivity or oppression. And they wanted to know, everybody wanted to know, how long must we wait for the kingdom of God to arrive? When will the Messiah, the Savior, come? And when he does, how will we know? And most importantly, how can we enter this kingdom? So when Jesus began his ministry by announcing the time has come, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe the good news. That was huge. There is literally nothing that Jesus could have said that would have been more exciting or life-changing. When is the kingdom going to arrive? Jesus says, now, today. How do we enter the kingdom? Jesus says, repent and believe. Repent and believe. Now, what does that look like exactly? Well, uh, as we've seen, it, it looks like Simon 
and Andrew, and then James and John, leaving their nets and following Jesus. Repenting and believing looks like a leper saying to Jesus, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Repenting and believing looks like four men bringing their paralyzed friend to Jesus because they have faith that Jesus can heal him. Repenting and believing looks like Well, it looks like Jesus saying to Levi, I want you to leave your life as a tax collector and follow me. And by the way, I would love to meet all your friends and have a dinner party at your house. And Levi saying, yes, whatever you say, Lord. You see, repentance is not about feeling sorry about the bad things we've done. It's about leaving behind our old lives and following Jesus. Believing the gospel is not about agreeing in our minds that that Jesus is Lord and that his kingdom is near. Even the demons believe that. No, believing the gospel is about basing our life choices on those convictions. If we want to enter the kingdom of God, and enjoy the the, the blessings and advantages that flow from living under Christ's rule, Jesus says we need to be all in. Repenting and believing is about completely changing our allegiance, our priorities, our our purpose. So there's no way to, to kind of follow Jesus or to kind of believe the gospel. Jesus says the kingdom of God is near. Believe this good news. Leave your prior life. Don't look back. Let's go. Follow me. So so we enter the kingdom by repenting and believing, by following and yielding. But many of us are wondering, when are we going to see it? I thought Jesus said that the kingdom of God has come near, but when I look around, Lord, this this world does not look much like heaven. It still looks pretty broken to me. I mean, where's where's the love? Where's the where's the grace and compassion? Where's the justice? Where's the the, the, the transformation? I, I mean, am I missing something? Am I am I looking in the wrong places? Jesus, how do I know that you're kingdom is close because, because I, I want to see it. I, I, I want to taste it. I, I want to experience it. I, I want to live in a world that looks a little bit, at least, more like heaven, where, where everything that you say is supposed to happen actually happens. And so uh, we've been working our way through the Gospel of Mark, and, and we've learned about some of the ways Um, that we know that the kingdom of God is close. We learn that when you surrender your way to God's way, you're not far from the kingdom of God. We learn that when Jesus disrupts you, well, you're not far from the kingdom of God. And we learn that when you admit that you need help. I mean, I do. When you admit that when you need help, you're not far 
from the kingdom of God. And so we've learned that experiencing life in the kingdom of God begins with me, uh, my heart, my attitudes, my journey. Jesus said to his disciples, he, he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. He said to Nicodemus, no one can see the kingdom. We can't even see it. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. In other words, whatever evidence of heaven we want to see in the world, whatever transformation that we think should be happening, Jesus says, well, let's start with you. Today we're going to continue through the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to see another way that Jesus brings the kingdom of heaven into the world, uh, another way that we can experience and participate in the kingdom of God. And so we're going to look at Mark uh, chapter 3, verses 7 to 19. Now, uh, in this passage, uh, Jesus has just healed a man with a, a, a shriveled hand on the Sabbath. And this uh, infuriates the religious leaders because they, they would consider that work. And, and you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. And, and so they start to plot how they might have Jesus killed. And we read in this passage that Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake and a large crowd from Galilee followed. And when they heard about all that he was doing, many people came to him from Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and, uh, and all the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. And because of the crowd, uh, Jesus told his disciples to have a small boat uh, ready for him to, to keep the people from crowding him because uh, he had healed so many uh, that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. And we read that whenever the impure spirits saw Jesus, they fell down before him and cried out, you are the Son of God. But Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell others about him. Now, I want you to keep that scene in mind for a moment. And as, as, we, as we read what happens next, okay, so immediately following that scene, Jesus went up on a mountainside and, and called to him those he wanted and they came to him. And he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. And we read a list of, of the people that Jesus appointed. It says these are the 12 that he appointed. Uh, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, uh, to them 
He gave the name uh, Boanagernus, which means uh, sons of thunder. Uh, Andrew, uh, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, uh, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, uh, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Now, we're going to pause here for a moment and ask some questions because there's something uh, important that God is saying to us through these stories. And so if you're with family or friends, um, I want you to talk about a couple of questions. If, if you're by yourself, you know, read through the verses again on your own and, and jot down your thoughts. And so here's the first question. Uh, the impure spirits who saw Jesus heal the crowds, they immediately recognized who he was. And they cried out, you are the son of God. Now, the question I want you to ask is, why, why do you think that Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone about him? All right. And the second question is, uh, you know, immediately after that scene, uh, Jesus appoints 12 of his disciples that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Now, this marks a major shift in how Jesus and the disciples operate. And so I want you to talk about what do we learn here about how the kingdom of God is advanced in the world. When Jesus called his first disciples, he told them that he was going to send them out to fish for people. This is really important. Jesus didn't tell them what he was going to do for them. He told them what he was going to do through them. He, he gave them a, a higher purpose. He gave them a mission. And, and they dropped what they were doing and followed him. I mean, I would too. I, I did. Um, I didn't become a follower of Jesus until my late 20s when I was uh, in the middle of pursuing an entertainment career in Asia. Uh, I had a, a recording contract uh, with a major record label. I, I was a singer and a composer. Uh, I, was, I was being offered uh, endorsement deals. I, I hung out with the rich and famous. I mean, I, I was living the dream. But, but in the middle of that, Jesus called me. Jesus called me through a friend of mine. And that was it. That was it. God was doing something so much bigger in the world, and He wanted me to be a part of it. And, and I would have been a fool to say no. So, so Jesus told the disciples He was going to send them out to fish for people. But, but up until now, they had been on the sidelines watching, <laughs> watching uh, Jesus preach to the crowds, watching Jesus uh, heal the sick and cast out evil spirits. And now Jesus says, you're up. I'm sending you to do what I've been doing. Now, why them? And, and, and why now? Well, in answer to the first question, uh, why them? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know why Jesus chose who he did. The, the scriptures just tell us that Jesus went up on a mountainside and, and called to him those that he wanted. 
Now, these were ordinary people. Um, several of them were, were fishermen. And these, were, these were guys who, who basically flunked out of rabbi school and, and went home to join the family business. Uh, Matthew, uh, Levi, was a, a tax collector. Uh, Simon the Zealot was, was a political activist. Judas was a thief. Uh, you know, these are not exactly the, the cream of the crop, but they were the ones that Jesus wanted for the job. And, and if you're with us today, if you're watching, um, chances are Jesus has called you too. You are the one that Jesus wants. The, the one that Jesus wants to be part of his family the one that Jesus wants to be with him and to join his revolution in the world. You are the one that Jesus wants to use to bring about heaven on earth. You are that person. And I don't know why. I mean, who cares? He chose you. Are you in? But as for the second question, why now? Why is Jesus sending out the disciples now? Well, the scriptures aren't exactly clear, but we know that it was getting harder and harder at this point to keep anything about Jesus a secret. He had become a celebrity. Everyone could tell there was something special about this rabbi. He, he taught with this, this kind of authority that they, they hadn't seen before. He, he did things that no one else could do. He, and everywhere he went, I mean, and crowds followed and they were getting bigger all the time. And word was spreading about Jesus of Nazareth. And, and now, evil spirits were blurting out his identity in public. You are the Son of God. And so Jesus says, look, it's time. It's time to go public. Go out and spread the news. The kingdom of God is near. Drive out demons in my name. We live in a world where everyone has an opinion about pretty much everything. Uh, And you can become an expert on any topic, or at least, you you know, pretend to be one, if you have 30 minutes and an internet connection. Uh, We live in a world of fake news and alternative facts, and everyone seems to have an opinion about God, about Jesus. And Jesus wants the people who know Him best who are closest to Him, who who have walked with Him and and sat under His teaching, who who have seen how He treats people and and what He can do, people who know His voice. Jesus wants those people, His friends, to tell His story. You know, not the not the crowds, not not the pundits, not the skeptics, not the not the demons. You know, not not the people who who hate Jesus, but us, the ones that Jesus has called to Himself, the ones that Jesus wants. And 
you know, in a world where, where so, so many people are manipulating religion, all kinds of religion, uh, for their own purposes, where, and where people co-opt Jesus to advance all kinds of agendas, where, where it's hard to, to know who or what to believe about God, Jesus handpicks a few friends and says, I'm appointing you so that you might be with me and so that you can go forth and represent me in the world. You will be my witnesses. You will be my ambassadors. You will be my, my body. And we've been appointed for this purpose. And we've been anointed for this purpose. We've been given a mandate and the power to do it. Because to every believer, God gives the gift of the Holy Spirit to, to guide us into all truth and to empower us to do God's work in the world and, and to live holy lives. And just as Jesus empowered the disciples to cast out evil spirits, so we are empowered to confront and dismantle evil in the world and in its place create a world that is marked by by love and grace and compassion and justice and hope and peace. When you take up the call to become a fisher of people and an agent of the kingdom, an agent of heaven, you are not far from the kingdom of God. When you join Jesus in making earth look more like heaven, you are not far from the kingdom of God because, because you will be working shoulder to shoulder with the king. When, when we uh, share the good news of Jesus and, and heal the brokenness of our world, the kingdom of God advances. The, the kingdom draws near to those around us. You see, the, the kingdom of God, is not, it's not something that we, we find or hunt for like, like buried treasure. It is something that is brought to us. It spreads throughout the world like, like yeast spreads through dough, like, like sunlight spreads across the earth at the break of day. And it spreads through the testimony and the witness of the church through you and me. When we tell Jesus' story and do His work, the kingdom of God becomes a little bigger, a little closer, a little clearer. So, so here's my invitation to you today. Your pastor would love to talk to you about how you can share the good news of Jesus with others, how, how you can participate in what God is doing through your church and, and, and in your community. So would you do that? I want to encourage you to text or to call your pastor uh, and say, I, I'd like to talk to you. Can, can, can we get together? When, when is a good time? When you take up the call to be a fisher of people and an agent of heaven, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And Jesus wants that for you. And your pastor wants that for you. I want that for you. And I pray that you want that for you too. 
Let's pray. Lord, for every person who is uh, listening today or listening later, uh, Lord, I, I have a feeling that, that you want to speak to them personally that you want a personal relationship with them, that, that you want them to become part of what you're doing in the world. You want them to be with you and to participate in the renewal of all things. The kingdom of God is near. Lord, give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear so that we might repent and believe this good news. In Jesus' name. 